listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. And I'm super excited to welcome our next guest back on the program. I'd like to welcome back on the show, Sadia Osmani, for this week's Chinwag. Sadia, it's great to Thank see you. you. Thank you very much. And good morning from London. <laughs> yes, calling London. Good morning to you. Is it still dark outside? Yes, it is. You can see from my window just behind me. I'm in my home in London and uh, it's still dark. So another sort of 15, 20 minutes. Oh, no, actually, uh, probably another 45 minutes before it starts to get light. That's dedication. So here we are. This is quite surreal, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's dedication um, for, from you on, on your part. Thanks for, very much for, for waking up so early and joining our listeners uh, this afternoon and of course if you'd like to see um, Sadia you can hop onto Facebook as well Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to you'll be able to see the darkness behind Sadia <laughs> it's still very early um, for you so Sadia you've traveled all the way to London during COVID um, the, yes. the jaws of COVID, if you like, sort of. Yeah, I must be. I mean, I'm sure quite a few people think, is she mad? Is she absolutely crazy? But yes, I actually took a flight from Hong Kong to um, London on Tuesday. And um, it was, it was it, I'm really here for a particular procedure. I have to have something done to my foot, which I'll tell you about later on um, in Chinwag in a couple of weeks time. But um, it was a little bit, you know, it's kind of a decision that I made that I thought, no, I think this is the best time for me to go. But it is quite a decision considering that, you know, at the moment, all we're hearing about London is that, you know, COVID is way up there and it's rife and it's dangerous. Um, so the whole traveling experience, I thought it'd be interesting just to talk about, you know, just generally the experience, because I'm sure to people might consider going and, and traveling. But, you know, um, we we just don't know. It's a very sort of surreal place, the whole aspect of traveling now. So for me, you know, I booked a flight. It was a BA flight um, and it left sort of Hong Kong at 425. And I really didn't know what to expect. And so I sort of got to the airport quite early thinking I had no idea like how long security would take or what it would do so obviously that was one part of it but there's a whole segment before actually traveling that you have to be aware of now that if you are going to make any flights then you know whichever for instance, with the UK, they were very clear that, and, and British Airways, any airlines really are going to say that you have to have a COVID test done before you go. So three days before, you have to have a test done. And you can easily do that. Um, you know, it was all very straightforward. I just went online and found out, and, and there are community centres close by where you can go and have these tests. And they know that it's for travelling as well. So they are instance, brilliant, aren't they? I, I had one done last fantastic. Saturday. And they are really, really good. And um, if you Very do it efficient. before one o'clock, you'll get your results the next day before eight. At eight, I mean. Yeah. 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 So, I, so I went, I went and then the results um, came through within 24 hours That's and I got right. an SMS to say that and they sent me a link and I could then just, I didn't necessarily have to go back. If you don't have a printer, you could go back and you can print your report. But I didn't go back because I thought that's an additional risk after you've had a COVID test. And um, so basically there was a link and I just, um, uh, you know, printed it and took it with me to the airport. And so for, for instance, for UK, there is also another thing that you have to do, and that is a locator form, which is something that is just recent that they've started. And you basically fill that out and it just tells them exactly where you're going to be staying, what you're going to be doing, you know, so they know where you're 
be. There's no other sort of tracking system as such, you know, and, and the, you know, for instance, in Hong Kong, you would go through quite a, a procedure in terms of having the COVID test, waiting to see what's going on, and then going to a designated um, place for quarantine. Um, and here in the UK, it was very much that you just self-isolate. You go and for 10, 14 days, you isolate. So it's kind of like some places I read 10 days, other places it said 14 days. But, you know, now at the moment they're discussing um, the fact that they may introduce the whole quarantine thing in hotels. So I think this has caused a bit of a, a sudden panic in people who are thinking of going. And to tell you the truth, my flight um, was... it was, busy? Was your flight was busy? Quite, I was quite surprised. I was expecting I'm going to lounge around in the seats and have a good sleep and everything. But actually, it was quite busy. And majority of people were Hong Kongers really? who were actually moving to the UK. I noticed because um, people... Fleeing Hong Kong. Yeah, people came with a lot of luggage and they came with lots of, you know, family and they had little children and things like that. So a Were they students were, maybe sort of going back after the Christmas holidays? They've been... Well, I don't think a lot of the students actually came to Hong Kong during the Christmas holidays either. Because of the, the three-week um, quarantine, yeah. That's right. And um, so, as, you know, from what I could see, that there were quite a few people who were relocating who were actually going. Mm -hmm. um, so it was actually quite a busy flight. And um, the actual difference was is that um, I, I initially expected that maybe the crew would be wearing the whole garb. P.E., yeah. Yeah, that's right. But basically, um, they just had masks on. Mm -hmm. And um, and how people were actually put into the plane was that you had to just um, follow a very strict order of going in. So particular seat rows and things like that. So it was all very orderly. You were never in the situation where you had... Um, you know, a crowd of people next to you or anything like so that. So it was They're sort of socially distanced, so you wouldn't have anybody and next to you. You're not sat next to anybody. Not not directly next to me. I was expecting I'd have the whole seat row to myself, actually, but um, <laughs> there was a gentleman at the end. You know, I thought, I'm going to spread my legs here. I'm just going to go back and lie down. And go have to a lie sleep. down. But there was a, there was a guy at the end of my um, row, which was three seats. and But generally, everyone was quite spaced out. Obviously, where there were sort of families, you, had your, you could sit with your children and things like that. Um, so nothing really um, that different as such. Um, and everyone had a mask on. Some people had face shields on and sanitizers. You know, they were evident everywhere. And, generally, and you can't really you know, eat or drink during the flight. You can't take no, no, off your you mask. Can. Oh, you can? Well, you can. Yes, you do. So, for instance, within a short time, they did serve a drink and a snack. So they had, you know, little pretzel things oh, and, and a juice. I was you under the impression drink. that you can't yes, really... Yes, so uh, was you, I. Yeah, and you, you're advised not to take off your, your, your mask. That's why they don't and serve so, drinks or food. No, oh. but the thing is, this is um this was a 13-hour flight. Mm. So if you don't feed me in 13 hours, I'm not going to be a happy bunny, you know. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, you have to be fed. So, so, um, yeah, so they did have a, a snack and, and a drink and then soon after they served a meal and I wasn't expecting it was going to be a hot meal, but it was. Yeah. It was a hot meal and they served coffee and tea. Gosh, so I would not quite... eat. I'd just like starve myself a little bit and put that down to my diet well, regime there's, or something. There's quite a lot of... Um, I'd just be worried. For me to not eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me to not eat. But, you know, but you have to also have a certain amount of peace of mind to know that nobody on that flight gets on that flight unless they are negative COVID. 
you know right. everyone has been tested um the crew the flight crew everyone is taking precautions so you know you are in a reasonably safe environment there is there is not much i mean you know there might be some way that somebody might get through the net or something like that if they don't if they've had some contact just prior to the flight and i was very careful once i had my covid test i really um thought listen i mustn't have too much exposure with people mm. because now is a time that i've got to just be careful before my flight so so generally um you know we did have we we had the meal and so i noticed that there was less kind of interaction from the crew they weren't coming around like sometimes they'd come around they came around with sort of drinks and things like that just to dehydrate you know hydrate you and stuff but um not much and then the last then just before we landed they they gave a snack and that was just in a bag and that was sealed so you didn't have any other sort of Uh, you know no hot meal or anything like that so that was straightforward but you know at hong kong airport before i got on the plane um i you know we always have this thing that oh i'm going to go through duty free and <laughs> put some perfume on and things but it was honestly i never seen shut. it everything was shut yeah. and They're it working was from like home a, a ghost town yeah. it was an absolute ghost town because you know when you go through hong kong airport there are so many different duty free shops there's all sorts of things the restaurants are busy absolutely um you know everything seemed to almost be shut i didn't even see things in the windows like clothes or yeah. you know it, it seemed like kind of permanently shut when i landed at heathrow um again heathrow is one of the busiest airports around and um there's lots of kind of a uh, flurry of activity there very very quiet incredibly quiet and i think um there uh, although it landed about sort of nine o'clock in the evening there were only there was only one more flight that landed just before me so very few flights were landing and then um immigration was easy they didn't actually um i was thinking It would, they would ask me for the locator form. They asked for the locator form, but I had to, I gave them my COVID test. And I said, oh, do you want this too, type thing. And I was the only one um, kind of in the line for the British, for the British passport piece. So I just got out within no time. And then I did use the exit with my passport so I could get out from the e-channel. So that was quite easy. Um, but generally, um, when I went to the baggage hall, there was nobody there. This was the only flight that had landed at that time. And it was it was just empty it's it's a global um, pandemic out there all the shops are closed it was um, absolutely uh, surreal very quickly sadia i want to ask about a uh, quarantine i know you're sort of self quarantining so there's no sort of formal procedure i want to touch on that you you've not been given a bracelet to sort of walk around the no, perimeters no, there's no. there's nothing at all in place and i wasn't even i wasn't asked either and i you know i think uh, do they know, know where you're staying then do people people will question okay how countries doing this but for me you know when i went through i went through immigration and yes i they had the details of my locator form which told them where i was going but i wasn't given any kind of i wasn't told hey listen you better stay indoors type thing but then about a day after i got here i got a message on my phone to say listen you are supposed to be self isolating and if you don't you will incur a fee um so it is the responsibility of the individual mm. to go back and i am self isolate and like you know i've got um 
14 days of it in my home and my daughter is here it's only my daughter and she brought in all the groceries and things like that so that she wouldn't really need to go out during this period and a few days before she has not she's just had no interaction with anybody but but you know it is totally the onus is on you to you know make sure you are responsible and you don't it's based go on out. trust really yeah, and there are some trust, people so who will break that trust which absolutely i mean i could yeah. easily here i am in central london you know i could easily just go out and go, go and to get top some nice food or whatever you know um but quite a few i mean all the shops and things majority of them close apart from supermarkets things like that so it is a bit of a ghost town i mean mm. i've not seen london like that driving home and and i literally drove home when i when oh. i got here but um but it's very quiet but the whole thing of quarantine is that you it's not it's just a self-imposed quarantine that you do you do it yourself and it's your own responsibility there is nobody really keeping track they may be random checks that may go on but london is a big place too you have to remember that you know and although there are limited flights coming in you know people could do a check to see whether you're you're doing that um so really i have like about um 10 to 14 days quarantine i was kind of unsure because some places it's saying 10 days quarantine other places saying 14 days quarantine they're saying if you're coming here for some sort of medical purposes you could be exempt for from the quarantine because you may have to go for a medical thing but you know i think the responsibility again is on you that you have to be careful will they test you again say before you come out of that self-isolation on say day eight or day 10 or 11 in hong kong but that is only because I actually have got, I am having some a surgery, you know, surgical procedure, procedure on sure. my foot. And um, so I've been advised by the hospital where I'm having it done that, you know, you have to have a quarantine, you have to have a COVID test, um, you know, five days before you have your procedure. Mm. And now that that's not a norm. So that is only because I have got a procedure. But anyone who's landing here, um, nobody's after their quarantine has said, they're not told, oh, you have to have a, a COVID test. You know, you have to be tested. So, no, you and wouldn't. So where you would, would you assume... go in, in London? I mean, do they have community centers? And you mentioned five days. A lot of places ask for 72 hours. Uh, where will you go? To the but hospital this is itself? For me, in, for me, for instance, because I'm having it done in a hospital, a private hospital there, so they've said you have to come here and you have to have your test. But generally here, if you wanted to go and get a test, there are, I think you can go online and check it. I think it's quite difficult because you know the population. There's a large number of people here. I know that you can go and get a test and get it get the results in about 90 minutes from Heathrow Airport. If you go to the airport and you can get a test there. Um, I when I got my test done in Hong Kong, it was um, the community testing areas and it was about $240 that you pay for the test. Um, And here here I found out that at Heathrow Airport, my son-in-law just recently went to America and he had a test at Heathrow Airport and that was like 89 pounds oh wow so it's like 800 900 hong kong yeah 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 which is which is really high which is a lot of money to pay and then you know I, then i have to pay for the test again in the hospital and then get that done but that is only because I have to do that because of a procedure to make sure. But generally, anyone who is landing here and who is here in quarantine or self-isolating, there's no regulation, there's no thing in place for them to have a test. But now in the UK, they're about to introduce um, 
the possible quarantine thing in a hotel the moment you land here. And I assume then that you, you know, five days or 10 days into that quarantine, you may have to have a test to make sure that you're okay. But that is something that, you know, the government will tell you about. At the moment, they haven't set a date. And I think that's why there's a little bit of a panic that people who are wanting to travel are thinking, let's get in before the quarantine starts, you know, because after that, and, you know, you have to find a place to, to quarantine. And obviously that's expensive and not everyone can afford to stay in a hotel like that. It's not easy to do that for anyone i mean i have when i go back to hong kong i have three weeks of quarantine at a designated hotel be. as well so i'm kind of bracing myself mentally for that and thinking okay i need to be occupied <laughs> i need to be mentally physically sane for that so that's quite a long stint you know, three weeks, 21 days is a long time. I'm hoping that maybe by the time I go back, maybe things may have changed somehow. That it might kind of be a bit less. But that suddenly but that's the COVID whole... has disappeared and no more quarantine, <laughs> in, no in, more masks. In three months, yeah. <laughs> so who knows? But I mean, but you know, it just is quite surreal because you realize when you walk into places like airports where you have been before and you've seen so many you realize just how life has changed and this is not something that's going away easy, mm. quickly it's not going to it cannot disappear but now obviously with people having vaccines and they're you know on the on the go doing vaccines all the time then that should have uh, an effect on things eventually yeah. but at the moment here i think in certainly in uk um caution Absolutely. And is everybody masked up? I mean, I know you've not really been out at all, but from what you can see driving home and in the airport, everybody's masked up. It's not just an Asian yeah. thing anymore. Yeah, majority of people seem to be masked up, although I think there's still a little bit of, um, you know, I was told that when I go for my COVID test, um, that they said clearly that you should not use public transport when you come to us for the test and you should try and come in your personal a personal someone you know or a, or a taxi and a taxi company has to be able to you know they have to Traceable. have the screen sure. there okay. they have to be wearing a mask so they say it but i mean you know but i i do know that when i talked they said you know you will have a screen there so and any use of public transport you have to wear a mask but you know i think um maybe there's a little this there's, there's a sort of discipline i suppose that you see within asia and certainly within hong kong because they have experienced SARS and people are aware of these things so it's an automatic sort of reflex that you would put your mask on and you would just do that um there's a lot of um consideration lots of people maybe still have you know there's all sorts of theories going around that oh covid is just all rubbish you don't need to worry about it and things like that so so you know it depends on individuals and i and i really do think the onus is on the individual to take responsibility um and you have to then as a government be quite trusting to be able to say please do that yeah. but if you take it off no one's going to come and whack you with a stick wow. or anything like that sadia what an adventure you've had thank you so much for sharing your adventure in an adventure with us um I remember reading somewhere that many people are sort of saying, I dream of the day when I will walk down the aisle and yes. hear those magical words, 
this is your pilot speaking. I'm sure. I saw that. <laughs> I'm sure it's very nice for you to to have gone on the airplane. Well, best of luck for your procedure. We'll we'll speak to you before that. And thank you so much again for your sharing and and waking up so go early. Go back to bed now. Yeah, exactly. Still talk. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much to Sadia Osmani joining us all the way from London. Thank you very much for your time today. See you then. Bye bye. Bye. And a quick look.